Full Service Radio is proudly supported and hosted by Simplecast, the easiest way for a podcast creator to publish and distribute audio on the internet. For more information, visit Simplecast.com. Recorded live from the lobby of the Lion Hotel in Adams Morgan, Washington, D.C., Hey guys, welcome to The Wedding Dish, brought to you by Full Service Radio at the Line Hotel in Adams Morgan, D.C. We are the podcast where we chat with real married or engaged couples, wedding pros, and read listener stories about all things wedding. And in this case, spooky Halloween weddings, proposals, and more. We talk about the planning process to the celebration, heartwarming moments. And as always, you will hear tips, tricks, and maybe some treats about wedding planning, gain wedding inspiration, and learn about business building in the wedding industry. (coughs) Hey, that's Sarah Alpin, co-host of The Wedding Dish and CEO of District Bliss and Photos from the Hardy. And that's Staff Norton, entrepreneur and producer of The Wedding Dish. We also have our little Frenchy friend, Clouseau, in his podcasting chair, dressed as a bandit, and I am Robin Hood. Steph, you look fantastic. Thanks. I'm the handmaiden's tail today. She looks great. Yeah, my bonnet is here, and I'm trying to scare people. We'll see what happens. Yeah, we're going to go around the line hotel <laughs> after this and try to get Steph to scare people. As long as they don't get distracted by my little bandit glowing in the dark. <coughs> Excuse me, I still have that naggy cough. Um, So, we've both been in the wedding industry for years, and we love sharing real-life stories, advice, supporting other businesses, and pretty much spreading positivity wherever we go. So, before we get started today, if you guys haven't listened to last week's episode, you've got to check it out. We chatted with Lauren and Rebecca, the female founders of Lucy Black Entertainment. They're a talent agency that books bands and other talent in the D.C. area. We had such a blast chatting with them and learning about their business, and... I was outnumbered. There were three redheads, and it's just something you have to listen to. It was fiery. So thanks, ladies, and check it out. Check out the episode. It's great. It was a great episode. Of course, we do have a couple good episodes, so feel free to check us. Check out The Wedding Dish on your preferred podcast listening to platform. Um, Okay, so we love Halloween stories, and we received some from our listeners this week, Um, but... Uh, Steph is going to be the one that gets started. Yeah, so um, this story um, is actually a question. And um, yeah, we'll just go right into it. I I love this question. Um, And if you guys have any comments, if you have answers to the question or comments, please let us know um, on our Instagram. Or our blog. Yeah, or our blog at The Wedding Dish on Instagram, um, at The Wedding Dish Podcast. So, um, okay, here we go. Hi, ladies. I have a question for you, more than a story. What do you think of Halloween weddings? Are they terrifyingly tacky, or can they be cute? I met my fiancé on Halloween, and I'd like to incorporate some of the Halloween theme without overdoing it and making my wedding cheesy. Thanks for your help. Kara. What do you think about that? (laughs) I know you love Halloween, so it's like... I know. Halloween is my But Halloween wedding. Halloween and wedding. I think there's a line for everything. And I think there's a good way and a bad way to do mostly everything. Um, As a murderino, 
Um, I would say that um, I think a lot of people that are... Wait, what's a murderino? (laughs) I don't know what that is. Is it a podcasting thing? So it actually comes from The Simpsons, from Ned Flanders. I didn't... I don't... Okay, I missed it. But um, people that listen to the podcast My Favorite Murder call themselves murderers. Oh, I love it. Okay. Um, and I love that podcast. They're so good. I, I think that they're like super cute and relatable and fun. Um, and so I know a lot of people in that community like to do cool, different stuff, like wear black wedding dresses and like different things. So um, I think you can like get away with doing, I don't know. I honestly, I can see it going so well and being so cool in photos, but your guests kind of have to be on board, I Mm, think. Interesting. Okay. Like, you have to have a community that's into Halloween, or they might not dress up and then feel weird or whatever, and then they kind of look awkward in the photos, from my point of Mm -hmm. view as a photographer. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. Um, Because my take was, I'm kind of like minimalist, and I was like, okay, the things that came into my mind were like, just a touch, like scaling it back. Oh. So like, I thought of like the couple could do a chore- choreographed thriller dance, which I saw one of my friends do. And I saw that, uh, it on Instagram and it wasn't even Halloween, but she just did that. So I thought <laughs> of it or like throwing candy corn instead of rice. Oh, I like that idea. That's cute. I saw somebody throw leaves instead of rice the other day for like the grand That's exit from the church. Yeah. I thought that was actually really cool because we have people throw leaves in photos sometimes and stuff. Um, I like that idea. Yeah. I thought that was super cool because everything's changing, especially in DC. Everything's changing in a really interesting way this year because it was so hot and so dry and then it's been so wet. And so back and forth on the weather. Right. It's like 80 degrees and then it's 60 degrees and raining. Yeah. And like right now it's raining um, and we are actually recording on Halloween. Yeah. Um, and it's like kind of a spooky day, which is It fun. is a spooky day. And the, the studio in here is super spooky, which I love. There's like chopped off hands on the DJ deck. There's like cobwebs, a yeah. skeleton on the, on the, on the couch it's like very spooky I like it it's a good vibe which the handmaiden's tail sitting next to me was sitting next to when I came in with Clouseau on her lap and he's my bandit as I mentioned so he's in um he's in like a little one inmate onesie um and so I had to take a photo of Steph just sitting next to this creepy skeleton on a love seat I will put it on Instagram as soon as we're finished podcasting (laughs) yeah so it's like I, I I don't know I mean Touches of Halloween can always be done I think, like, touches of Halloween can be done. I think, like, maybe the surprise factor when it's just something that's going to be a surprise that you and your Yeah, I mean, imagine the lights flashing when you start the thriller dance and, like, you know. No one's expecting it. No one's expecting that. And, like, you guys met on Halloween, so that makes sense. Um, Or, like, I was thinking back to Lucy Black last week doing, like, a strings arrangement of, like, Monster Mash. So your perception. Or purple people eater. <laughs> yeah, or something like that, but on strings so that it's just like a touch. But I don't know. Some people go all out. Um, I don't really know. My take is I would do something very minimal and make it personal between the two of you. Um, I would not like do any costumes, but that's just me. 
because yeah. I don't know if that's a good idea. But I know people that do it and You'd like have to live like, for it and love it. Yeah, you have to be commit. like, yeah. If you commit to it and you have like a group that's going to commit to it, I think you can do it. But you know, it's not for everybody. Like you have to choose what's best for you at your wedding. Yeah, and- smaller or not even smaller, but just like you said, if everyone will costume up and it's like a thing, that's like such a fun party. Yeah, and it's great. But if they're not, and they're not going to do it, then it's going to be bad photos, and that's going to be bad. Yeah. Like, you, yeah. You yeah. just kind of, you got to go with what you think is going to be the best fit for your wedding, and not necessarily say F everybody else, but like, do take them into consideration, but it is, after all, it is your day. So figure out what works for for you as a couple. Just keep in mind, people make faces in photos. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so I'm going to read you my first story before we take a break. Okay, cool. Um, So the subject line for this one is Crawford Road in Yorktown, VA. I don't know if it's Yorkton. I think it's probably Yorktown. I did not look it up. Um, The wedding that went wrong. So that's the subject line. Yorktown, VA has an infamous road known for it. Wait, what? Known to put fear in the hearts of locals called Crawford Road. You would think it's because the road features a beautifully elaborate landscape or maybe because it's breathtaking historical architecture that it's famous, but no. Apparently, Crawford Road is extremely haunted. Locals go out of their way to avoid the route. Most people do not dare to drive that road at night. And the creepiest part? Driving under the bridge. Probably one of the most popular accounts of Crawford Road is the wedding story. Countless tell the same plot. Years ago, a wedding took place near the bridge. By most accounts, she was not a happy bride, and the overall situation was pretty bad. Sounds like the dude was a real asshole, and she was really not into him or his bad behavior. So she said, F this, and hung herself from the bridge. Oh, God. Evidently, her body can still be seen hanging from the bridge for those unlucky enough to pass the bridge at the wrong time. One story comes from a local woman who was driving under the bridge a few years ago. She was beginning to pass under the bridge when she saw a lady dressed in a white gown standing atop the bridge. Oh, my God. Looking over the edge at her. After she drove below the bridge, the driver looked back and saw the lady walking onto the ledge and jumping. Oh, my God. She obviously expected someone to hit the ground, but nothing happened. So she looked up and the lady was swaying midair. There's no account of a rope, so she may have been floating. Nobody really knows. Anyway, I've personally never seen anything there, but I thought this was super spooky and wanted to share it with you ladies. Love the podcast, keep dishing, and don't drive near Crawford Road or force a gal to marry a real dick, Sam. Oh my gosh. And because it's Halloween, I have a surprise for you, Steph. Wow. She's excited about I'm very intrigued. This is the bridge. I will put these on Instagram, guys. Oh, my God. But that's the bridge in question. (laughs) Wait, do you know how long ago this happened that she did this or not? I think it was like in the 1700s or something. Oh, okay. That's so creepy. Okay, you guys, I'm looking at the pictures of the actual bridge and... At both night and day. Where are we putting these? On the blog or the Instagram? We'll put them on both. Okay. And I'm scared. It's super creepy. And um, yeah. 
I don't know what to say. <laughs> <laughs> it's like graffitied, but it's not the kind of bridge that I thought it was. I thought it would be covered, like a creepy old covered yeah. bridge. But it's like kind of a cement structure. Maybe super they redid graffitied. it. They redid it. Maybe I don't like know. If it was Wouldn't she just times? be like, okay, I'm done with this now. They, this isn't the same bridge anymore. It's I'm ready to go. I don't know. That's just my take. I don't know. It's really creepy. <laughs> it looks like a place like teenagers would hang out at. It's really creepy. Yeah, it definitely looks like where you hung out as a teen and drank beer. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. Well, let's go ahead and take a little bit of a rosé break. Steph can recover from that, and I will get ready for my next surprise for Steph, and she'll read her story. Oh, another surprise. <laughs> And Steph has another one of her listener stories that she chose. So, by the way, we don't know each other's stories. And also, um, Steph chose some that she found from listeners, and I chose different ones. So, I think we might have a different... I'm excited to see what she has. Yeah. So, um, mine are more questions than stories, but I thought they were really fun and interesting and would spark conversation. So I like that. Yeah. Um, Okay, so here's our next letter. Um, Hey, Sarah and Steph, love the podcast. So it's weird you mentioned a a black dress earlier, but so I've always (laughs) wanted to wear a black dress for my wedding, but I definitely don't want it to scream goth, Halloween, or Elvira. What is the best way to do a black wedding dress that comes off sophisticated and not spooky? Thanks, Allison. That is a really good question. Um... You know, like I said, I think you can do anything well. I think you can really do anything bad, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of wish we had, like, listeners' input that could call into the show on this Yeah, one. I know, right? <laughs> um, but, I mean, I would say, like, you have to feel confident in whatever you're wearing because you're going to be in front of a lot of people. Um, you're going to be looking at pictures from that day for the rest of your life. Um, and... I, for me personally, I did timeless. Um, I did just like a very timeless dress. Um, I think there's, you know, if you want to go trendy, there are probably some good options out there for black dresses now. I mean, it's, there have been true crime people since the dawn of time. So it's nothing new. Yeah. But um, I, I'm sure that there are, is more now because it's more accessible. It's not like you have to wait till seven o'clock to watch the news and people who are interested in it have more access to it. So there's like a little bit more of a community um, that's like openly into true crime now. Mm-hmm. Um, especially I personally, podcasts. since I got married at a courthouse, I wouldn't do black because I think that I would either look like a lawyer or oh. I was like coming to c- collect like my inheritance from someone oh. who died, like their will. Like, oh no, I don't think that's a good look. But that's just me. That's like what comes to mind. I don't know. That was your wedding. 
But that's like more a suit dress vibe at the courthouse than like business cash. Yeah. Then, you know, black tie. Yeah. I think literally what came to mind is like, I think of in photographs, like I would go, I want to look more towards like Valentino than Betsy Johnson, like not tight, stretchy lace. That not that, and just more like flowing and black, and then that's beautiful. Like just, and then I also thought like you need to think of your venue, yeah, and your photographer, but also your coloring, yeah. Like personally, like I'm an autumn, and I'm high contrast. Steph is low contrast. She's blonde with light eyebrows, and I'm fair, yeah, super fair. I have dark hair, bright blue eyes. So you have to think of the way that you're going to appear in those And that's the thing. Too. Like, if you went outside as opposed to in a church, how's that going to look? And then if you have a lot of photographers these days do these, like, very moody, dark-toned photographs that yeah. look really nice if you're, like, bohemian. But if you don't have that all together, I think that that would look like a witch, like, running away into <laughs> the woods, you know? And it has to be classy, for Yeah, sure. you don't want that vibe. So you have to look at all the different components and think, yeah. like, okay, I have to think this all the way through. Yeah. So I need the right photographer, I need the right venue, and I need the right dress. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you... Do you remember the dress that Rose Byrne wears in the movie Bridesmaids for the um, engagement party? It's, like, this glorious... Black. I can't remember. Oh my god! I wish I had that pulled up. I didn't. We can put that on. We can. We'll put it up on the blog. It's so funny. It's like she floats into the room during the engagement party and and seals the seals the seals the show. Yeah. Yeah. So you could also do things like that. So you know, you just you got to make sure that the way you're doing it is the the right way for you. I think, Um, and you know, I think you can't cheap out on it in that situation, right? I think you got to go. Yeah, you got to put a lot of the dollars towards the dress, maybe. Yeah. yeah. At least have it be something that, like, is a nice, high quality and material. The, and the makeup when the hair would yeah. have to also be, like, maybe, like, a little bit it's more gotta be unders- on point. understated so that you don't come off as, like, a costumey. Yeah. Depending yeah. on your coloring. Yeah. You definitely would need somebody who knows their stuff to be your makeup yeah. artist and your hairstylist. Yeah. yeah, I agree. Um, which you could ask about before you buy the dress because you can definitely book them in advance and you can go kick it around with them and they'll have some really good insight. Yeah. Uh, you can also ask if you have like a stylist. Like I love the daily outfit. Um, and um, there's another one. Aaron Mattis, I think. Um, who they're both like super accessible. DC, DC area stylists or, um, Aaron Mattis, I think is on the West coast at the moment. Um, but, um, the daily outfit is DC based. Okay. So we'll put those up on the blog. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's, it's super easy to do like a fast consult with a person who is, who knows style. Right. Um, that's such a good idea. Yeah. Okay. Doing a consult's a great, great plan. Awesome. Um, okay, so the subject line for this one is Halloween proposal story. Um, and as I mentioned, I'm a murderino, so I found this person um, posted in like one of my one of my Facebook groups, and I saw her, and I was like, oh my god, I really want to share this. 
So I'm super excited. Perfect. So um, she said, hi, Sarah. Here's my Halloween proposal story. I added a little context about our relationship at the beginning. Happy to cut it down if it's too long or anything. Hope that uh, hope this works for you. Thanks. Um, okay. So my partner and I started off with a New York City meet cute story. We met on a subway due to a delayed train. I, a girl with a dead cell phone on the way home from a Lord concert, and he, a charismatic Brooklyn native who struck up a conversation with me as we waited for our train. Within a few days, we were on our first date and have been inseparable ever since. We moved in together in July and had started talking about engagements and marriage, but he left me with the impression this would not be something that would be happening until later this year or even next. Flash forward to the beginning of Halloween weekend last Friday, and we have tickets to a Halloween event at the New York Public Library at um, Brent Park. Brian Park, sorry. Cute. And this obviously is not DC-based, but it's just so cute. Um, Twin Cities. Yeah. <laughs> Super fast train ride. Um, For context, my favorite things in the world, other than my cat, are books and Halloween. I kind of agree, except (laughs) my dog. (laughs) And, you know, my husband, too, I guess. (laughs) Um, I'm excited about this event, but it's also a Friday night after work, and I'm tired and not feeling 100% in the party mood. But my partner insisted that we have to go to this event, so I'm reluctantly changing into my little red riding hood costume (laughs) from my work... uh, Wait, in my work bathroom before leaving to meet him, the big bad wolf, and walk over to the event. Ooh, I like that. He had also invited his sister, who was meeting us there with her friend, which I didn't think anything of at the time. We get there and meet up with his sister, and I asked her to take a few photos of us on the front steps of the library. And then we move over to a different part of the steps, and suddenly my partner is down on one knee. Oh, my God. We fake propose to each other all the time. So I had to ask, is this real? (laughs) And then I saw that his photographer friend was there taking our photos, and it was indeed real. Aww. (laughs) How stinking cute is that? Yeah. The big bad wolf and little red riding hood. Oh, my God. Um, Of course, I said yes, and we went into the party and enjoyed the rest of our night. Turns out his sister was in on it all along and had provided the placeholder ring borrowed from the costume shop she works at because the real ring will come in a few weeks. But he just couldn't pass up the opportunity to propose to me on Halloween in costumes outside of a library. Books being her other favorite thing. Love it. Oh my gosh, that's so cute. Isn't that so cute? Oh my God. We're super excited about our spooky proposal and Halloween, which happens to fall on a Saturday next year. So we might take advantage of that too. If so, we need to see photos. You must send them to us slash maybe invite us. Yeah. (laughs) Again, quick train ride. We're professional wedding guests. We will just like, you'll love it. XO Caitlin. Aww. And in parentheses, she wrote Little Red. Aw, thank you, Caitlin. That was an awesome story. And she sent me pictures. Oh. Which are set to automatically go live on our Instagram, but I'm also going to show stuff right now because they're so cute. Oh my gosh, you guys. Oh How my gosh. stinking amazing is that? Oh. Can you describe what you're looking at? Okay, so this guy kind of looks like um, like 
Hugh Jackman, like, Beowulf is his look. He has, like, velvet, like, gray pants on and, like, the claw hands. And she has a really cute little, like, Dorothy little gingham red and white dress and a little red cape. And they're... It's not, it's not the excuse to dress up as slutty Halloween no, kind no, of no, thing. No. It's, like, actually she's, done really well. She's a redhead, too. And she looks totally adorable. It looks like the portrait gallery. But it's in New York, yeah. so it's at the library, and it just looks like if Hugh Jackman, that was Beowulf, was proposing to Little or the Red little Red. or the big bad wolf, <laughs> the big bad wolf. Did I say little bad wolf? No, you said Beowulf. <laughs> well, I mean that's a compliment. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, mean he looks good. They both look good. They're they're totally gorgeous, and he is he's got like a backpack on but he's raising his claw, furry claw hands in the air like, and like so i'm assuming she said yes and it's just i have little tears coming out it's so <laughs> adorable thank you guys so much for sharing those photos with us and we'll put them up on the blog and i have another surprise for steph <laughs> this is three surprises my i'm about to have a heart attack <laughs> <laughs> it keeps getting better <laughs> So, um, because we were doing this episode and we were reading listeners' stories, I decided that I, so I like, I love surprises and I love to surprise Steph because she gets really nervous. (laughs) She's got this look on her face right now where she's like kind of terrified and kind of excited. And she keeps looking at our producer in the booth like, oh my God, Like she can help me. me. Yeah, she's not going to help me. (laughs) Alexia is like, you're screwed. She's like, there's no (laughs) one that can help you now. I'm looking around for my husband, but he would never leave work. So that's (laughs) like not going to (laughs) happen. All right. So my sources for this are love to know and brides.com. And I found the most haunted wedding venues in the D.C. area. I love it. So the first one is the Octagon House in Washington, D.C., And we've got photos for Steph while I read this so she can kind of describe this This to you. This is a whole like research thing. I mean, like multimedia production happening. I love Halloween. So this is the Octagon House in Washington, D.C. Oh, wow. Um, So it's a unique building and it holds a ton of history. Um, It served as the temporary White House for the Madisons during the War of 1812. Um, And then it was a girls' school after its owners, the Again, I didn't look up how to say this. And if I'm saying it wrong, I'm sorry, but I don't care enough to look it up. Sorry. Uh, Taylor family. Um, and they moved out after 1855. And then it was the offices of the U.S. Hydrographic Office, um, a tenement apartment building. And it wow. is currently the national headquarters of the American Institute of Architects. I did not check my facts that well. So if that's wrong, sorry. Many people. Is this public? Uh, it's a museum. You're about to yeah. find out. Okay. <laughs> you can scroll through the photos. Oh, okay. I'm scroll. Oh, it does look creepy. <laughs> Wait, you guys. I just scrolled, and there's like, <laughs> it's looking like The Shining now, and I'm getting really scared. <laughs> many, oh no. Many people claim the octagonal house or the octa. Gosh, octagon, not octagonal, um, is the most <sighs> haunted place in D.C. Both daughters of Colonel John Taylor. The second felt their, their deaths from the spiral staircase. Steph just knocked my iPad over. She got so nervous. Oh, I did get really scared, you guys. Like, there's one photograph that looks like it's like covered in dust, and it's really that's it's black and white. You're and about it's scary. to find out why. That's okay. Okay. Right now, 
Um, so both uh, daughters fell to their death from the spiral staircase, oh, no. which I'm guessing you saw. Um, it's believe we'll put these on Instagram. It's believed the ghosts haunt the premises. Um, some spooky reports include ghosts climbing up the staircase, blood curdling female screams, oh my god, bells ringing vigorously on their own, lighted candles floating down the stairs. <sighs> Ghosts of dead women's crumpled bodies at the bottom of the staircase. Carpets rolling back unassisted. You guys, this staircase is, it's so wrong. <laughs> it doesn't even look like, it's just, it's just, oh my gosh. And you can get married there. Yeah, of course. <laughs> um, <gasps> oh my God, I found the picture from the outside and it looks super haunted. <laughs> Footsteps on the closed off third floor. Footprints left in the dust on the closed-off third floor. Uh. Um, doors opening on their own. Could be the wind. Who knows? Lights turning off or turning on after the property superintendent turned them off. Could, again, be electrical stuff. No. This is an old house. I know looking at this thing. Chandeliers swinging. It's dark-sided. <laughs> and the ghost of one-time resident, Dolly Madison, the, um, oh, wow. okay. the former first lady. Um, she so lived there? Yeah, so that was it was the White House during the War of 1812, which Weird. was when um, the Madisons were in the White House, uh, or actually in this house, the Octagon House. <laughs> Today, it can serve as your wedding ven- venue, but be warned, it's thought to be one of the most haunted spots in D.C. Oh my gosh, you guys, you have to check this out. It's just... We'll put them on Instagram and our it blog. It tries to look nice. Like, it has little little balconies like that look sort of French like outside the windows but then the upper windows are just super creepy like it looks like it's possessed I hate it I don't want to ever go there I don't where is it do you know where it is uh it's is it in DC yeah it's in DC it's like somewhere on it's not on F street it's uh like on I northwest we'll link it yeah okay yeah you can check it out what a good find uh, yeah, I'm not done. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> <Mwah. Yikes. laughs> Sarah loves Halloween. So she's trying to like up the spook here. And I'm, tr- <laughs> I'm just like trying to go along with it now. I have another haunted wedding venue where you can get married. And lots of people don't know it's haunted. I didn't know it was haunted till I looked it up today, which I did right before I got dressed. Naturally. You know, a little last minute homework. Um, the National Building Museum on F Street in Chinatown. Interesting. Wait, is it Chinatown? Technically? Okay. Um, yes. Formerly known as the Pension Building, which I didn't know either, the National Building Museum is a national historic landmark and is said to be haunted by very unusual ghosts. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> the main hall is haunted by a woman dressed in white. I didn't look up the explanation. Again, I was leaving the house. Didn't, didn't put that much effort in, guys. Sorry. Um, a man on horseback rides on the oh, upper floors. No. Which I feel like is kind of terrifying. That's a little bit. For me, that's a little much. Horseback. Just yeah. a couple too many hands. Well, you know you're going to have a white lady in any scary situation. Like, that's a given. But the horseback yeah. thing is taking it up a A little bit, yeah. Um, I got in the mood for this by watching Insidious last night, by the way. Oh, I don't know that. What is that? Um, is it a DC? No, it's a, it's a horror movie oh. <laughs> that I 
I normally can't watch anything like that. Okay. I, I was telling Steph, this is an aside, but I was telling Steph I worked on um, a, a horror movie set a long time ago and I shot stills and I helped like make the intestines for the really graphic gory part and stuff. And I still cannot watch that to this day. I tried to watch it. I really wanted to. Uh, The photos don't bother me, but watching the movie scared the bejesus out of me. Right. And we talked about this because I also worked in production. Yeah. And I didn't work on horror movies, but I was put in scary situations a lot that unless you were like a lower peon working, you would never know that was scary, but like going into storage spaces, getting wardrobe, going into like forests. Yes. Yeah. You have to remind me to tell you about the uh, Blair Witch. Yes. We'll talk about this later, but it's very, we are both traumatized from our production pass. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, I think some of it is funny. You will find out in a minute. <laughs> um, strange noises are also thought to be heard in the National Building Museum. Objects go missing, then reappear in odd places. Column colors morph into dead people oh connected God. to the building. I cannot, like, does that mean that they're the height of that? Because I just showed you. That's kind of like reminds me of Game of Thrones. I mean, how tall, those are like. You know Game of Thrones where the Maisie Williams character goes through that whole thing and she's in the place with the faces? Oh, oh, you mean when Arya goes into the um, the temple of the dead in black? Mm -hmm. Yeah, or the white and black, sorry, um, where she, it's all the different dead Mm -hmm. people's faces. Um, How tall do you think those columns are? Like That looks looks like three stories tall. I think... I was going to guess four. I don't know. I can't tell. It looks like Union Station, kind of. I mean... That's the building. I'm looking at a photograph, guys. Yeah. It looks like Union Station. Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of you have been in in the National Building Museum. So, I want to know if it's, like, just a normal person height or if they're, like, the whole column. I don't want to go in here. (laughs) Well, today, if you go in there, they currently have hammocks and a beach set up in there like it's so funny they and they had that ball pit set up in there they they have awesome exhibits I love it there (laughs) (laughs) they had like beach volleyball set up right now and like all these hammocks you can sit in it's it's like summer inside oh wow okay I didn't know that yeah I'll show you photos of that after and guys will post that um and then the spirit of James Tanner the stenographer for Lincoln or for Lincoln's assassination witness testimonies uh, roams the floors. Ooh. I guess he was unsettled. Um, there are some other notable... Is this down... Is this by the Lincoln Museum where he got shot? By the theater? By no, the Ford not by Street the Ford Street Theater? No. Oh, wait. Actually, I always forget that the Ford Street... because It's close by. Yeah, where Creepy. I grew up is right where... Um, who assassinated him? Uh, John Wilkes Booth. Yeah. He, he actually grew up down the street from where I grew up. Um, so I always forget the fourth theater is down here because I think of it as being like in Street Maryland. Okay. Yeah. Um, also, it could be wrong on that fact. It could be a different presidential assassination that I'm thinking of. Again, didn't do my <laughs> research. Um, so other notable haunted places are Lafayette Square um, and the Library of Congress, which you can um, 
Well, you have to ask permission, but you can photograph in there, FYI. Um, a resident ghost is said to claim a specific seat in the main reading room. Anyone unlucky enough to sit there will either become too cold or too hot. Mm. As most of us know, the Capitol building is said to be haunted by senators, representatives, a demon cat, John Quincy Adams' uh, disembodied voice, and other paranormal things, and the Congressional Cemetery shock a cemetery might be haunted. Um, (laughs) Well, they definitely scare us. On the daily. <laughs> so um, that was my little surprise for you. I love it. You can get married in those locations, including the National Building Museum, if you would like to. <laughs> I love that. I would never have thought of that. And I'm embarrassed because there are places like that in D.C., even though I've been here for almost 10 years, that I've not been to, which is embarrassing. But I mean, it just happens. I mean, yeah, like there's a lot to do here. Yeah. And it's. There's a lot of museums. Yeah. And if it's if museums aren't your thing, then museums aren't your thing. Yeah. Um, so um, the Blair Witch thing that I told you to remind me about. So you know how they advertised the Blair Witch as being like a true story yeah. in Maryland and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So tell me your, um, your experience of that advertisement and what you believe or believed did you see it I didn't yeah I saw it I don't I didn't know that it was tied to here I'm a Maryland native okay so I had no idea it was tied to here until you just said that right now I had no idea um I don't know any of the history behind it or anything I just saw yeah I saw it and I it was very scary very scary did you believe it was true I do believe it's true okay so here's the story behind the Blair Witch The Blair Witch is named because it was written by the high school students who are depicted in the film at Blair High School. Scary. And it's totally fake. Oh. And my absolute favorite coworker from what, well, not absolute favorite, but he was definitely one of my favorites. Super awesome guy, Kevin Keegan. Um, He won all kinds of awards as a journalism teacher was the one that helped them write that. Wow. And then they went out and they got this like movie deal and stuff, which is awesome. But they named it the Blair Witch Project because it was when they went to Blair High School in Silver Spring. Wow. Okay. I did not know that. That's so interesting. So it's totally BS, guys. Sorry to blow it. Spoiler alert. Back that spoiler alert up 30 seconds. But shout seconds. out to Silver Spring. <laughs> like, yeah. Shout out to Kevin Keegan. He's freaking awesome. Yeah. He's retired now, but I mean, he was like I just amazing. Saw, I just saw Paul Wharton. He's, he's the... Is he in costume? No. Oh. So I was shocked. He's, he has the show after ours and I just spotted him and I was like anticipating a costume from him. I was really hoping. He looks great as usual. He always looks but, great. Yeah. Um, so, well, yeah. Anyway, it seems like it might be time for us to wrap it yeah. up. I may have shaken Stephanie to her very core. <laughs> you can get married at any of those haunted locations that I named. You can also see them on our blog and our Instagram. The weddingdishpodcast.com is our blog. The um, the Instagram is at the wedding dish podcast. Um, next week, we will be dishing with Jeff from Winning Wit. So you'll have to tune in for that. It should be super fun. Yeah, it's uh, Jeff is awesome. He um, helps people write wedding day speeches. 
but he also uses it as an opportunity to sort of transform their lives, which is amazing. It's and kind it's of gonna coaching. Be, yeah, and yeah. it's going to be a great show. He has so many different stories of, like, from celebrities to just regular people that he helped coach them to do a wedding speech for, like, a loved one. And it was transformational. So he's so interesting. He's right here in D.C. And we're so glad to have him next week. So tune in for that. And thank you all for sending your stories and for tuning into The Wedding Dish. Um, brought to you over Full Service Radio, who we love, at the Line Hotel in Adams Morgan, D.C. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review The Wedding Dish on your preferred podcast listening to platform. Yeah, that's it, witches. We're out. Thank you so much. We'll catch you next week. And everyone have a happy and safe Halloween. (laughs) Thanks for listening to this program on Full Service Radio. Broadcasting and recording from the Line Hotel in Adams Morgan, Washington, D.C. Full Service Radio programming can be accessed live and archived on fullserviceradio.org. Our talk programming is available on most podcast apps like iTunes and Stitcher, and our DJ sets are available on Mixcloud.com slash Full Service Radio. Full Service Radio features over 30 weekly shows and over 50 local hosts covering every topic imaginable. If you want to be a guest or get involved, email us at info at fullserviceradio.org. Follow us on Twitter at fullserviceRDO on Instagram and Facebook at Full Service Radio. Thanks for listening.